It's time for Idle Talk from King's Auto Repair in West Reading. Got a question about your vehicle? Give us a call at 610-374-8800 or 888-401-0459. So let's get started with Idle Talk from King's Auto Repair. Here's Tom and Ashley. Hello, good evening, and welcome to Idle Talk with Tom and Ashley. Hello. This is definitely a weird situation that we have going on here. Yep. We're broadcasting, we're talking into the phone, and we're broadcasting from our office. The second floor of King's Auto Repair. <laughs> if you knew that there is a second floor of King's Auto Repair, look up next time you come over and drop That's your right. car off. <laughs> so, yeah, we, got a, we have our little office room up here, and uh, it's... Is basically where we have our our meetings and do all the stuff that we need to do, but not have everybody look at. So. Not, not in the middle of <laughs> not in the middle of the shop. So, so we're here. We're actually on Facebook Live. Um, you see my my beautiful yep. face, my sweaty hair because we yep. just came back from a run. Yep. So lovely. Um, and so we're going to talk about just some things tonight that. I mean, we'll we'll talk a little bit about this, this COVID nineteen, the semi quarantine that. Now is more becoming more of a quarantine that came out just about ten uh, fifteen minutes ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, finding so, out whether or not that we're going to be open yet. Uh, we have been open the last mm-hmm. during the week. Uh, if you've heard the commercials on the radio, you know we've been taking extra precautions and wiping things down and really trying to make sure that you know we're not going to spread anything to you or you're not going to spread anything to us, and you know just being extra safe. Uh, been spraying all the door handles down everywhere. Been wiping everybody's door handles down, steering wheels, everything. With, I'm like, uh, I'm like Lysoling the doors, <laughs> you know, all the walking around with a Lysol can, getting everything. But um, while we understand, you know, the, the severity of what's going on, we're going to do whatever the governor tells us to do. And they they tell us to close, then we're going to close, and we're going to be here when when they say it's time to come back to work. So um, yeah. Just but, something that we're going to have to figure out yeah, going it, ahead here. Just like everyone else, we're figuring it out moment by moment. We don't have any special uh, special hotline <laughs> to, to the governor. So, um, so you did call a bunch of people on Monday, and you actually got a hold of uh, I talked Bob. To Bob Casey's office. I talked not to the yeah. man himself, but I talked to his office. I talked to a real person, and that was really nice. Yeah, but actually got through to somebody. Yeah, I was, the, I was very I was surprised, but. <laughs> anyway, so here we are um, broadcasting. Not in the uh, in the. This is just uh, just weird for me. I feel as though I'm talking to I'm on like a conference call with like the whole Burst County, which is which is great <laughs> and but, beyond and beyond. Um, but um, <laughs> so anyway, we're going to talk about a couple of interesting things today that um, that I kind of found in uh, surfing the interwebs. Um, one of the things, and we were talking about this before, um, was really bright headlights. And one of our callers called in, I can't remember the gentleman's name, yeah. called in and said how they're, sometimes they're too bright. Well, Ford is now do, has a recall on their new F-150s that the headlights are too bright. Yeah. Go figure. Yeah. So headlights are too bright. and um, Yeah, and they're blinding people. <laughs> they happen to be the fancy LED ones. So definitely... Uh, Definitely interesting that this is happening. So, um, two two hundred seventeen thousand one hundred eighty five F one fifties are um, being he- recalled because their headlights are too bright, 
And the issue lies with the daytime running lights that don't dim when the low beams are manually turned on. And this is out of um, the drive. Um, so, so it's keeping the high beams on. From what I'm reading here? Yeah, it looks like the high beams are saying bed highlights have been a major pain in point in automotive safety yeah. in recent so, years. Yeah, so the the high beams are not going off when they should be in in oncoming traffic. Yeah, you know, you're driving at them, they're blinding the daylights out of you. And and that makes people crazy too because it just you're like, don't you see? Don't you see what's happening? But you know, you really can't. But um, the um, oh, I was going to say something else about the the headlights. The um. Oh gosh, I can't draw a blank. Oh, blank. Oh boy. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm so I'm getting used to this whole thing. I'm just yeah, like, it's it's all different. You I know, feel like, yeah. You, usually, Ashley and I sit in the studio and we turn the microphones and we look we right look at, at each we other. We look right at one another, and and that's why you know we banter very well. I'm trying to do it now, but we're trying to jam in this <laughs> tiny little office space right now. Well, just like my desk area, so. Anyway, so um, it's interesting. Oh, I want to remember what I want to say. The um, if you if you want to check any recalls on your vehicle, oh yeah, you can go to safecar.gov. Yep, safe. Yeah, I think it's safe. Safecar.gov, car, and um, you have to plug in your VIN. Now your VIN is located in a couple different areas, but if you look where, like we put, or safety or uh, any automotive uh, where you get your safety inspections done. Below your window sticker, there should be like a little oval, and you'll see a VIN. Your a bunch of numbers and letters. That's Eighteen. So, so a VIN number is your vehicle identification number, and you can also find it on your owner's card. Oh right. That would be the easiest place. Yeah, forgot about that. The Duh. easiest place would be on your owner's <laughs> on card. On the owner's card. Because um, you have an owner's card. Yeah, everyone well, does. Well, if you have a license is plate, it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, so anyway, it's on your owner's card, it's on the door jam, and it's at the um, on the windshield. And plug that number into safecar.gov, and you'll see if you have any recalls. And sometimes you have a recall and you don't even realize you do because, mm-hmm. it's, you know, because it's either brand new or it's relatively old, and then, but you could still get it done. Um, and recalls last, I think, about 10 years. Uh, safety recalls never expire. Because it's a oh. safety issue with the car, oh. um, other recalls might expire that if they're not deemed to be a safety issue. Okay. But a safety a safety issue with the uh, manufacturer of the car will always have a recall okay. on it until uh, until it gets crushed in a car crusher. And it's funny because um, one of our watchers here on Facebook Live said blinding headlights are always a, are a safety issue, and he, that makes yes, you're exactly right. So, um, so it's very interesting that they're make, doing that recall, and I appreciate that because you know sometimes you just you just you don't know that they're, yeah. they're like that. But if that makes a lot of sense that they're that they're going to do that recall. So, anyway. Yeah, yeah, and you know, it's especially bad when you're driving in the rain, and this That's time true. of year, you know, it's raining a lot more. Um, you know, well. It's not April yet, you know. April showers bring, bring May flowers. flowers, but I mean, it's been <laughs> raining forever in a day, you know. Yeah. yeah. I'm waiting to see. I'm waiting to see the arc. Someone's got to start building an arc soon. The amount of rain that we've had. Well, yeah. So um, we're going to come up on a break. I think we have about two so, minutes to a break here. I'm trying to watch my time, so um, yeah. <laughs> make sure that I don't go over or under. Um, anyway, so another interesting thing I saw in the mail, in the mail, in the interwebs today 
was this um, monitoring for um, cars for uh, high-tech cars. So this is from Consumer Reports, um, and it says that National Institute of Highway Safety has issued a set of research-based guidelines for monitoring whether drivers are paying attention to their road when using high-tech driver assistance mm -hmm. systems. Yeah. I mean, come on. So They're, they're using cameras on, on the people sitting on the people. in the car. Yeah. yeah. But it wasn't that a thing. Didn't Cadillac have that for um, the, the, the um, um, falling asleep technology because – or Some Mercedes had it. Mercedes has heart rate monitors in the right, seats. Right, right, right. They can see your, they can monitor your heart rate and see if you're going to fall asleep. Yeah, and then if they if they felt that you were falling asleep, wouldn't the seat buzz or something like that? Like, no, it buzzes all the time oh. now with all this new new stuff. <laughs> the new technology. Yeah, all the new technology. The you get, yeah, it 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 buzzes all the time. It buzzes if you get close to another car when you're parking. It's oh it's yeah, yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah. But they but that. Uh, that technology, I I thought GM or Cadillac um, was doing that that they were watching your face. I don't remember. To sure I went to a close. class. I went to a class and they talked about it. I don't think it's just them. I think it's more of them. So it's it's. I think it's a lot more cars than just that. So um, so, but we're we're very much you know it with all the advent of this self driving stuff. What can happen is, you know, everybody's messing around with their cell phones while they're driving yeah. or tuning the radio or, or doing stuff like that. And mm -hmm. these auto manufacturers are realizing it. And they're realizing that, you know, if you're not watching, you shouldn't really be behind that wheel. Right. It's you know, just as bad not, as, yeah. as distracted driving. Exactly. Yeah. So we're going to take a really quick break. We'll be back um, just a couple minutes. This is Ashley and Tom King's Auto Repair on um, Idle Talk Radio. Yep. And uh, we'll be back in just a few minutes. And now let's get back to Tom and Ashley with Idle Talk from King's Auto Repair. And welcome back to Idle Talk on with uh, King's Auto Repair, broadcasting live tonight from the second floor of King's Auto Repair. The Treehouse, the, the King's tree Auto Repair. Yeah. So, and we're on uh, we're on Facebook Live tonight on the King's Auto Repair page. Um, so we we were going into this last break here. Um, we're pretty sure um, auto repair is not one of the places that's going to get closed down. Um, so if you do need to go somewhere or you feel the need to get your car fixed, you know, your mechanic's going to be there um, if they choose to be open. So um, we're going to try to kind of verify that a little bit more through here, through uh, throughout this hour, but um, and try and get you the list of businesses that are going to uh, be open, and you'll be able to visit. I'm sure they're not going to close the grocery stores. No, I'm sure they're going to keep the hospitals open. They're yeah. going to keep. They're going to keep everybody. Everybody trying to go. Yeah, so, you know, because you still need those. You still need those services. You still need. You know, your. You still need. A lot of those services. So. Well, yeah, I mean, you can't, we don't know how long all this is going to last. So, I mean, you just have to really just be prudent with, you know, le leaving things open, and they know that, obviously. So, anyway, we were talking about um, high-tech cars. Yep. And 
you flip over to that. Oh, Got absolutely. The, well, <laughs> yeah. Directing them put the over different web page. I'm trying to research at the same time here. <laughs> stop. He's multitasking here on the radio. Come on, stop doing that. So anyway, so uh, so we're talking about um, the. Uh, Oh my gosh, Thomas! Help you, me. We were we were talking about the video cameras and people. Yes. And yeah, we were talking about video cameras watching people as they were trying to, uh, as they're trying to drive. Right. So you know to be able to see if they have distract, you know, if they're distracted while driving, either by a cell phone or if they're falling asleep. Yeah. Or stuff like that. And honestly, that's something that I would love. In yeah, a vehicle that I drive. Well, because you're my narcoleptic passenger. Exactly. You fall asleep. I, I like, get sleepy. But, I, and I worry about it. if you're I, we're driving long distance together. I kind of make I don't fall asleep if I'm in the passenger seat. Seat I don't fall asleep, but you fall asleep like it's your job. Oh yeah, it, the the machinery, the hum of the machinery, I, it just puts me to sleep. Yeah. And you know I'm I love I honestly love all this stuff yeah because it keeps it makes sure i stay awake yeah but it's saying this article says that um uh these uh like tesla the autopilot or nissan's pro pilot assist Mm -hmm. should have devices that track the driver's eye movement and or head position which i think is fascinating because if it tracks your eyes because you're looking down Mm -hmm. or looking not Towards the road, exactly. It means you're distracted. Exactly. So I think that's fantastic, and that um, GM has also developed a Cadillac Super Cruise, at least yeah. hands-free free driving. You know what else they need? They need something for distracted driving at traffic lights. <laughs> like the horns. Yeah, like a horn, <laughs> but not like what the thing that we talked about the other week when you blow the horn, <laughs> you know, and it makes the lights stay red longer. We need the we need it that you know. They, people actually pay attention because a lot of times the light turns green and you're sitting there and you're like, is this person gonna go? Yeah, and then you don't you want you don't want to be impolite by like blowing the horn, blowing the horn, but you're really impatient. And then when you do like do a little beep, you get the you get the hands like this. Eh, okay, yeah, oh, the hands boy. throw up in the air and they're like, <laughs> yeah, but you know we've been sitting here for ten seconds. That's a green light. I know, ten whole seconds. Come on, people. <laughs> Well, some of these lights around here, you know, they're pretty quick. They are pretty quick. So, yeah. anyway, so um, the so this is just interesting that um, that they're they're trying. To, they're, I guess it's just an added level of safety, but it's just another aspect of even more technology in cars. Mm-hmm. And I mean, how far do you away do you think we are? Are they saying of like completely autonomous driving? Well. So I was listening to some people talk earlier this week about it because I'm I'm really into I'm really into the self-driving car stuff. I I'm really looking at you know when that stuff starts coming around. I want our shop to to uh, really be at the forefront of the whole thing. So I listen to a lot of this stuff and I listen to a lot of people talk about it, and they're thinking it might be like 20 years yet but then you talk to other people and they think it won't ever happen and then you talk to other people and they think they're thinking five or ten years but what i honestly think it is um we're going to be at the point where a lot of a lot of these systems rely on really good painted traffic lines Mm -hmm. because 
the cameras actually look out at the lines on the road and mm-hmm. they can the computer can recognize can recognize the lines on the road mm-hmm. and when they recognize the lines it can keep the car centered between them right so a lot of these new cars if you start to drift towards one line it'll actually turn the steering wheel back depending depending on what type of system it is yeah. it can turn the steering wheel some just shake the steering wheel a little bit some just you know, they'll put a warning up. Mm-hmm. So it it all depends. But um, to kind of get it to that point, we're going to have to have, like, a lot better lines painted on the road. So basically just better roads all the way around. Yes, better roads all the way around. Okay. So that's going to be hard around here. Well, and, in a lot of places. Because, yeah. I mean, we were talking about that today in the office is, like, um, just going places and some, you know, we, we forget how densely populated we are here mm-hmm. in like the Eastern seaboard, yep. but we were talking about, we weren't talking about technology, but we were talking about going someplace and some, some places you have to drive an hour to go to the grocery store, but it's an hour on a dirt road Exactly. to get to the, so you're only going 20 miles an hour, but it's going to take you a whole hour to get there. You know, so th- those kinds of places would be that kind of technology is irrelevant. So... Yeah, it's you know. not going to take you anywhere on the dirt. I mean, the mapping's going to have to get better, essentially. Yeah. So a lot of what's going on now in a lot of these real new cars is the cars are actually mapping the road and sending that information back to the vehicle manufacturers. Well, Big Brother's watching. They are. They're, they're watching. And a lot of the new discussion in, in the automotive field is there's there's a there's a big thing about where the data's going right from these cars. right yeah uh gm actually has like little computers uh built into the new shop into shocks so they're mapping the roads this is on the supposedly the new the new shocks? in the shocks and what it's doing is oh it's picking up the bumps in the road so it knows how to tune the suspension as you drive down the road. But as they're doing this, they're also mapping it, and they're sending the data back to GM. Wow. But you don't know that as the consumer buying the car. Right. So now there's a big part about, you know, who actually owns that data. Yeah. Is it the person that collected it, or does GM own it because their car collected it, but you purchased it, well, thus you must be the end user. Right, because so, you paid for the car. Does, so does that mean you paid for the collection of the data? Exactly. Oh. Does that mean that you're working for GM and you should be collecting a paycheck? Well, I'm waiting for my W-2. I'm just kidding. That's right. <laughs> so, so anyway, it brings up a lot of stuff of, of what's going on. So right now there's a lot of talk about who owns this data. Does the person that owns the car own the data, mm-hmm. or does the, the vehicle manufacturer own the data? And then, do you ever really own the car? Yeah, it's like intellect. Well, it's all intellectual property, and where mm-hmm. that start stops and starts because that and that that's been a huge debate in in every aspect, yeah. not just the automotive aspect, but in any kind of creativity or anything like that. That who whose intellectual property where does it go who does it belong to and who mm-hmm. benefits from that exactly so i mean is it the greater good 
of society that you say, oh, well, you know, it's no big deal. It's I bought, I bought the car. I get to drive it. I get to do whatever I want with it. GM can yeah. do whatever they want with their data, but mm-hmm. this is where I'm going. But, I mean, everyone really should know that all of their cars are somehow connected. I yeah. mean, we're all connected as as in an oh, yeah. electronic age. We're connected with our cell phones, with yeah. my watches. I mean, yeah. anything that you put on your body that you carry with you, you're connected. Exactly. And, you know, there's data from everything. Yeah. And, you know, the cell phones, they're listening. They know it. <laughs> well, you know, the other thing people don't realize that we're connected is um, rewards cards. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're, re- you're, 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 they're tracing you with that. I'm not trying to be a fear monger or anything like that. But, I mean, if I buy Ben & Jerry's, I want a Ben & Jerry's coupon from Giant, you know, and they'll give me one of those if I buy a Ben & Jerry's ice exactly. cream, which I don't need to buy. Um, but, you know, everyone, we're all connected somehow, and um, we always want to make sure that, that, you know, we know we just be aware of, yeah. of what's happening with, with that data. And, and honestly, really, truly, it is, in my opinion, it is for the greater good. You yeah. Know? Well, you know, there's still how much how much do you really own and that's where the argument's coming from and you know a lot of these cars are um are then you know they're they're kind of watching you and they're watching your habits and everything else so now they now they'll know you know okay we see this many cars driving this area so and they travel in this way so we want to put our advertising here mhm you know so they know that people who drive their cars drive this, you know, X amount of people drive this route, so that's where they're going to put their advertising. Mm-hmm. So it's going to, I mean, for them, it's going to help them in that yeah. because they're going to be able to stay in front of you. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, it's like you, it's the same thing as a cell phone listening, and you're like, hey, we were talking about that, and now I'm seeing ads for it. Yeah. You know, what's going on? Yeah, the cookies, the cookies. I mean, but that happens when you browse a web page. True. You know, next thing I know, I'm on Old Navy, and then I get an Old Navy ad when I go onto MSN. You know, exactly. so it's just kind of, it's how it all, <clears throat> all, all wants to present itself. So, yeah. you know, technology is there; it's always going to be there, and it's going to be continue to evolve, and it's mm-hmm. not, it's never going to go away. We no, just, I mean, just have to embrace it unless you want to drive like a 1985 um, Bronco. 85 Bronco. Yeah, could be white. I would have liked a Yugo. Yeah. <laughs> That that of Yugo is on one of the other items that I picked out. The, is it the, the, really the, the Cours de Le Mans? Really, um, Concours de Le Mans. So oh. we'll talk about that coming up, just for a little levity in this whole right. thing, because it is kind of something to lighten up the heavy deal. right now. Yeah. So, um, All right. Anyway, we're gonna take a really quick break. Uh, this is Ashley and Tom for Idle Talk Radio at King's Broadcasting Live at King's Auto Repair over in West Reading, and we'll be right back after these messages. We're back with more Idle Talk with Tom and Ashley from King's Auto Repair. Oh, oh my gosh. I almost missed that one. <laughs> this is Ashley and Tom for Idle Talk Radio um, over here on, uh, well, we're broadcasting live from King's Auto Repair. On the second floor. Uh, up on the, the tree house at King's Auto Repair. and yep. uh, But 8.30 a.m., WEU and um, 11.60, WBYN. Yes. Lee Height and Jim Thorpe. <laughs> and we have Randy with us. Hi, Randy. Hello. How are you? About the same. Nothing horrible or great has happened. So I'm <laughs> That's good. 
what one of my friends used to oh, say. Sitting up, one of my friends used to say, sitting up, taking nourishment, you know, pretty good. Or, or, or still on six feet above instead of under. That's right. That's right. That's right. It's always good to be six feet above. Yeah. So you had a comment about the headlights. And other things that you've discussed. Yes, sir. Uh, not just the idea that the headlights are too bright. It is uh, rather obvious if you pay attention. When you light up street signs two blocks away, your headlights are kind of maladjusted. <laughs> or well, you have uh, a, a light bar that is designed to light up a forest and you're driving on the street. Well, that's illegal. Uh, yeah, but they still have them, and the cops, uh, you know yourself, you're supposed to adjust the headlights in inspection. Yep. Yeah. And I, I cannot remember the last inspection mechanic that bothered. <laughs> well, we we check them to make yeah. sure that they that they're. We actually have our alignment, our uh, headlight aligner set up on our alignment rack, along mm -hmm. with along with our uh, emissions machine. So. Well, that, that's because you two are strange. <laughs> we are. <laughs> I'll take that as a compliment. That. I'll but definitely take that as a compliment. But most, um, most mechanics just oh, do they work? Yep. <laughs> but aren't there some um, just to, to off the topic just for a millisecond? So, sometimes don't they? Some have like little bubbles in them, like level yep, bubbles. Yep. Yeah. So a bunch of bunch of them now have level bubbles in them to tell you that they're level, but you have to put them on a on a level surface to be able to make sure that they're they're aligned properly. But a lot of them anymore, you can only adjust them up or down. You can't adjust them left, left or right. right. Yeah. I've also discovered some where you cannot adjust the high and low beams independently when you have a forehead light. That is also true. Which doesn't that, make any sense to me because uh, you want to have your driver's side beam at a lower setting than your passenger side. Mm -hmm. You don't want them equal, and you don't want your your high beams broadcasting out into the next block. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Randy. You, the, no. the, the other you, thing that I've run into, and, and it's very irritating, is the emergency services with their strobes. Oh, yeah, to go and, through the, the lights and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the idea you're supposed to avoid the cop because you've got somebody pulled over, but how can you see the him in the dark? I understand the strobes are are necessary during the day, but, but I do not understand why they do not have an automatic dimming system so that at night they're not so broadcasting well, so bright. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've noticed that, too, when you drive, when you go past them at night, they're all, they're seriously blinding yeah no they're oh. very bright and you know that's the that's the um uh focus this uh it's when you when you pinpoint on something to try to avoid it but you hit it anyway it's like when you're teaching someone on how to drive and they hit the only the only light pole in the parking lot um <laughs> what's it called it's a there's a name I, for it but uh, just, uh, just, since you like uh, seriousness so much you know and I forget when it was, but it was early on in the like 1906. There were three cars registered in the United States. Three. Three. Nice. Two of them managed to have an accident. <laughs> was, was it in New York City? No, it was somewhere in the Midwest. Okay. Well, that makes it even better. <laughs> you have all that big flat area, and they still hit one another. 
this, oh, there's another one like me. I'm going to get closer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, well, I'm going to go check that out. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll give you a perfect example of how extreme the strobes are. I was in Wyoming and I saw a, a flashing light caught my eye, and I realized it was a cop at the pagoda. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And, no, I don't think it's so much that you're focusing on it. You can't even ignore it out of your peripheral. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I I don't know if it's the brightness or if it's the frequency. You know, it might, in the last, I'm going to say, 10 years, they've all switched to the LED Mm -hmm. light bars. And I'm sure that has a lot to do with it, too, because they yeah. are a lot brighter. Yeah, the police officer have the... I think they used to be. The low-profile pro, low LED light bars. Now, yeah. you, you had commented about the lines on the road for the autonomous vehicles. Mm-hmm. You mean going back to uh, when we had uh, paint that lasted more than six weeks and didn't disappear in the rain? <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> I asked the maintenance guy about it. I said, why, does, why do you have to repaint those lines every three months? He said, because the environmentalists. Oh, well, well, you know, you were using latex, which you know, once it cures, is fairly durable, not as durable as the lead base. No, oh, because it was oh, okay. Even got the uh, latex outlawed. Hmm. So I have no idea what they're using, but I I've seen situations where they painted uh, stripes, and six weeks later they were worn off. Hmm. Yeah. We're driving and, down a road, and I'm I'm looking for the the road edge white because mm-hmm. uh, it's it's at night, it's rainy, you know, very very bad visibility, and I notice that every place that it's wet, they're gone. It's interesting until I get on top of them, and then I can see they're just wet. Yeah, I don't know. I do appreciate the little reflective thingies that they put up. They've been yeah. putting on roads, like especially in the middle, um, the like if it's a two lane. Yes. I've been appreciating that yeah. very much. As long as the plows don't catch them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and rip them out. But, yeah, I, I, gosh, those things are awesome when it's foggy, too. Yeah, they're really nice to, nice for staying on the road. You know, I don't details. So. You, you were talking about technology tracking you, and uh, I, I don't want to get into conspiracy theories, but you realize that even when you turn your cell phone off, it can still be tracked. Yep. Yeah, because yeah, you can still make nine one one calls. No, I you, mean when you turn your phone off, it, has, it, it you, is still it can still be tracked by mm-hmm. the carrier. Yeah. The only but way I always you say, can get around that is removing the battery, which you <clears throat> cannot do with current smartphones anymore. No. But I always say with that kind of stuff, I'm like, I'm not, I don't care if they can find me because I'm not doing anything that's like the worst thing I'm doing <laughs> is like driving too fast. I mean. I, I, people are like, oh, no, I'm hiding from the government. Don't let them. I'm like, you know what? It's a, <laughs> You know, the I, thing is, actually, that, that is a, a common thought, and it, it should be accurate. But with the bureaucracies today, somebody can decide that they don't like you for some reason. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be a legitimate reason, but they have the power to harass you. And you're talking with someone in, in your car. Mm-hmm. You have the, the cell phone turned off, but it can still hear and transmit your information. Yeah. Even though you're not aware of it. Yeah. And you figure you you don't think there's anything wrong. Oh, I don't like this particular politician. And suddenly you get a letter about uh, you you committed some stupid offense, and you wonder where did this come from? Yeah. Yeah. 
Now, of course, you know, one of the solutions to that is, is uh, yeah, go back to the 85 Bronco. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, if, you know, if we ever have an EMP, we're going to take care of a lot of these tech problems. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Okay, Randy, we need to take a break. Take care. Thank you. Right, thank we'll be you. right back after these messages. And now let's get back to Tom and Ashley with Idle Talk from King's Auto Repair. And welcome back to Idle Talk here broadcasting live from the second floor of King's Auto Repair, uh, live here in West Reading. Dun, dun, dun. So, yep. I actually listened to a podcast where the guy tells everybody he's broadcasting from Rockefeller, the top of Rockefeller Center, but uh, <laughs> really it's a closet in his house. <laughs> a closet in Des Mo- yeah, yeah. Boise, Idaho. <laughs> <laughs> I said, we need some kind of little joke like that. Yeah. You know, because it's kind of, you know, something to you know, bring some levity. Yeah. You know, you know, it's a blatant, a blatant lie, blatant joke. Yeah. You know, so, but I wanted to touch on on one of the things that we were able to do this week for um, uh, a listener of WEU, listener of our show. Mm-hmm. Um we did a bunch of brake work on his van, and we we had done a uh, brake fluid flush on it, mm-hmm. like the, flushed out all the old brake fluid. And um, he came back. Uh, He's getting a brake light. Couple, yeah, he was. He had a brake light on. No, it, they were making they were making noise, and they had a little bit of dust. Okay. But the original the original concern, he had a brake light on, and one of the calipers had failed. And we ended up putting a new caliper on, and we flushed the system, and. Um, he brought it back to us. He said, I'm seeing a lot of dust on the front, uh, on the front wheels again. So we got to looking at it and here the front calipers failed on it and they were sticking on. And we actually ran it through the company that, uh, that supplies us with the brake fluid flush stuff and they bought new calipers for it. Yeah. It was really, they, really a great... Yeah, so we just we submitted on their behalf on the uh, on the customer's behalf, and um, <clears throat> we got a direct payment from yep. the company, and it was it's wonderful, and that's one of the great uh, yeah. great so, features of the BG products that we that we that we uh, carry here. Yeah, so I mean, it it really cut down on what was going on, you know, what he had to put out, mm-hmm. and our. Brake fluid flush was a little over a hundred dollars. So, mm-hmm. you know, till you covered the calipers and uh, and fix that stuff up. I it was, mean, it was four hundred dollars. Yeah, it was four hundred dollars yeah. worth. You know, for the calipers and and taking care of yeah. a couple other issues on it. So, and they took care of it. So, no questions asked, and so just yay, did it. So, yay warranties. Yeah. So, <laughs> and long out of the factory warranty. Yeah. So yeah, so it's good actually stuff. good. It's good stuff, and you know we don't see that very often. But just knowing that 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 warranty is there is um, just something that I I definitely appreciate a lot. You yeah, know? Um, yeah. It's good for the customer. It's good for it's, us too. Yeah, it's good for it's good for everybody. <laughs> yeah, and it's you know, and and as long as he keeps doing them, you know, every thirty thousand miles, like mm-hmm. that, like uh, BG wants them to. Um, they'll keep warranty, putting a warranty on it for the rest of time. Mm-hmm. So if you want to drive that thing to a half a million miles and you do a brake fluid flush every 30,000 miles on it, mm-hmm. 
they will warranty those calipers. And BG does the um, – they do warranty for cooling systems. Yep, cooling, um, cooling systems, uh, engines, transmissions, uh, differentials. Do they do anything with the O2 sensors or spark plugs? Um, yeah, when you when you do the uh, – they don't do anything for spark plugs. Okay. They, they don't cover any type of electronic items that okay. fail, but they will cover stuff that, like, gets clogged. Okay. Because their chemicals are supposed to keep anything from getting clogged or getting gummed up. Like injectors. So, yep. Okay. So, uh, they also have a fuel system service that we do a lot on cars. And we see it a lot on these newer cars with uh, that are small displacement turbocharged cars. Mm-hmm. Um, they get a, a lot of uh, carbon buildup on them, which was a problem from years and years ago that disappeared and now it's back again right. with these new types of engines. Yeah, with the, the so, uh, super efficient. Yep. <clears throat> so they actually, if you do that, they will cover an oxygen sensor. Oh. So nice. if you do the fuel system service. Yeah. So this is, which is actually pretty neat because we've actually got quite a few oxygen sensors yeah. covered by them. Yeah. You know, the car didn't have a problem, and 25,000 miles later, Check engine lights on. It has an oxygen sensor code, yeah. and we put an ox. You know, they bought the oxygen sensor and paid the diagnostics, paid for for everything. So um, Oscar is online with us, uh, where we're, and he said, "Where can I get more information about the governor announcement?" And that is actually on WGAL. Um, <clears throat> there's a WGAL, and then also if you go to WEU. Uh, on the Facebook, on the Facebook, on the Facebook, on Facebook, um, they have a link to, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, the link to the announcement and an article, and also within that article is a um, list of life-sustaining businesses that can be found here. So it's a live link um, to go out to looks like a PDF um, to to show the um, the list of of um, businesses that are considered life-sustaining. So uh, just kind of, you just kind of have to scroll down. It's really tiny writing. Um, but uh, yeah, so, yep. the, and then also on A30 AM WEU Facebook page, um, yep. there's a list of it there. So just so everyone is aware that they can go out and see yep. what. Who's, um, o- who's open and who's closed. Who's who and what's what, as Flip Wilson yeah. used to say. So um, who doesn't love a drive through I love a drive-thru. Do you love drive-thru confessionals? I'm not Catholic, but it sounds like fun. (laughs) In Maryland, a priest started a drive-thru confessional amid the coronavirus outbreak. So um, I just thought this was a great bit of levity um, just because, you know, one Maryland priest is offering drive-thru confessionals. You know, you don't you want to make sure that you can get that you're still going to. I'm Catholic. Just FYI, so um, you still want to make sure you're going to get to heaven. You know, even in this coronavirus outbreak, you want to be able to have a confession. Exactly. So, so, I mean, he's being ingenious ingenuity in this weird time, you know? Exactly. So, I mean, I love a drive-thru, so. Yeah, I thought, hey, it's it's not a bad idea, you know? Everybody (laughs) else is doing drive-thrus, and we are in Lent. Right now. It is Lenten, it yeah. It is Lent. Yeah. So, you need to go for I your... mean, uh, 
<laughs> you know. I want to take care of that business. Exactly. Well, we're going to take a really quick break. We'll be right back, and uh, we'll uh, be right back after these messages. <laughs> we're back with more Idle Talk with Tom and Ashley from King's Auto Repair. Hello, thank you, and we're back. Thank you for joining us. This is Tom and Ashley for Idle Talk on WA30 AM, <laughs> We were staring at this PDF here. <laughs> we're trying to figure out if we're if we're looking at looking yeah, at. Yeah, we're all looking. We're all looking. So anyway. it says yeah, motor vehicles, parts, and dealers. Automobile dealers, it says, are not allowed to be open. Other motor vehicle dealers are not allowed to be open. Know, but still- automotive parts, accessories, and tire stores are allowed to be open. Oh no, we're gonna have to decipher yeah. that a little bit more. Anyway, so probably, we only probably can't go buy a car. Well, no, but you could get it fixed. Okay, I don't know. We'll we'll figure <laughs> it out. We're still figuring this out, just like everyone else is. So, so. Um, anyway, so a little bit more levity here in the final couple minutes of our our show. Every year, there's a company that does the Concorde de Lemon. Which is the, oh, because yes. there's the there's the well, the elegant the, the yes the, the concours the elegance the elegance yes so you know that's all the cars that are just absolutely pristine that's where you see your Duesenbergs and your yeah. your super rare cars that were made well the rare cars and cars that are actually so perfect like that were what I call lovingly restored. I mean, mm-hmm. they were taken apart. Everything was put back and cleaned and whatever it had to get done to put it back together. Mm-hmm. And in those in those judging, because they actually judge oh, yeah. those, they have experts that <clears throat> know exactly what every little piece is called, what it does. And oh. when they judge those cars, it is... They Crazy. Look at, they look at the heads of the bolts to yeah. make sure the marks are correct. Yeah. And yeah. the and the overspray on the undercarriage is correct. Yeah. And they they oh goodness. It's, it's it absolutely. Is. If you were to ever if if anyone ever has the chance to watch the judging, I mean whether you're a car person or not, you I can appreciate that kind of detail. You know, yeah. and and I'm I mean and, I don't and know. when and when they get those cars ready to go out to show at that show, they spend big dollars to have somebody come in and detail it. And big they're dollars. and they're in there with Q tips, mm-hmm. cleaning the corners out and doing like all kinds vent. of the vents and yeah. you know, they'll they'll pay somebody twenty thousand dollars to to go in and, and clean this car. Yeah. With you know, and clean every little nook and cranny and it's it's crazy. So but you're talking about cars that if they were to sell on the open market, would be like five million dollars, yeah. ten million dollars, that kind of stuff. Because there's Crazy only money. there's only three of them ever made, and mm-hmm. these these big money collectors they they want to have it, right? Well, but then you have the complete opposite, <laughs> which is the stuff complete opposite the stuff I love. I'm like, I want the complete opposite of that. Yeah, it's cool to watch, but you know, then we have the concourse. De Le Mans, or actually spelled Lemons. lemons. <laughs> you say Le Mans to make it sound fancy. I call it Le Mans. <laughs> <laughs> but this is the, I mean, it's, 
it's like it's a convertible Yugo. I mean, who doesn't want one of those? And I didn't even know you were going to have this, the Yugo. <laughs> I mean, I was just making a joke earlier when you brought up the Bronco, and I said, well, you know, a Yugo would be pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's good. So this, the promotional materials for this calls it the best examples of the worst cars. Um, the, it's free to both participants and attendees, and the laid-back structure of these events are typically all the same weekend as major concours. Exactly. Um, and allows folks to laugh at themselves and have a bit of fun. So scrolling I mean, down here. I mean, most of these cars are stuff that no one bought. You, you remember these things in the 70s and 80s. They were those little Eastern European car companies that came over here. Yeah. And this is what a lot of this stuff is filled with. Yeah, yeah. But the one thing that I love so much is the pop-up camper um, VW microbus. Yes. Who doesn't want a pop-up camper microbus with rust and a moldy pop-up area? I don't. I don't know. <laughs> so I just, I just really love these, and it's so funny. And it's just, I mean, it's a U. There's a Yugo convertible. Yeah. It looks like it's in fantastic how, shape. How many, does it start? Who knows? Can you get parts for it? No. Probably I, not. I, probably not. I would. I mean, well, years even, and years and years ago. Years ago, when I first started in this business, uh, 20 years ago, there was a person that would bring a 76 Yugo into the shop. Seven, 76. 76? It was a 76 or 78. Some, it, was, it was that vintage, and, <laughs> and uh, we needed – it had electronic fuel injection on it. And State we, of the art. Yes. <laughs> but we needed a part for it. Mm-hmm. We had to get it from a junkyard in England and get it shipped oh, here, and amazing. it got stuck in customs. <laughs> it got stuck in customs. It took us three months to get the part we needed to fix this car. But once we got it, it ran great. Ta-da! But that's, you know, with these cars... That's what you have to. That's yeah, what you're going through. That's the biggest obstacle, or as I like to say, obstacle. Obstacle. Yeah. You stole that from a movie. I did. I did. But that's a then that's a little Nova. But, yeah. A little well, Chevy Nova. And they would take a Chevy Nova any time. I mean, I, I, anybody anybody that's into classic cars would definitely take a Chevy Nova. Mm-hmm. You know. So, but you know, these cars are generally unrestored. They're un unloved type of cars yeah they just you know but people appreciate them because they are well there there's a picture it says only 72 convertible yugos ever made it's amazing i've never seen one I've never, now yeah but never this, seen one in person or this is where you find this stuff and, yeah and you go out there and you see all these odd automobiles that were produced in low amount yeah you know, or you know, it's somebody's project car. Yeah. That they just want to, you know, Speaking take it out. Cars. Yeah. Or, <laughs> and and just show. So. Yeah. You know, it, and they're actually, it's kind of fun to see because you know you go to a car show and everybody oh, has yeah. everything all shined up, and here you go and you're like, you know what? These are people who are enthusiasts. <laughs> That are just having fun. You're like, dig me. That's right. <laughs> Check out my Audi, fun. my Audi 4000 Quattro. <laughs> and I, 
and we went to a race like that the other week, and we talked about it. Uh, I think we talked about it on the radio. We went to an SCCA rallycross event. Yes. Up in Hamburg, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and it was and that was full of people that just really loved to go out and have fun, and just really wanted to uh, beat the daylights out of their cars and and try to do it at a at a fast speed. Yeah. So yeah. they were out in the field, but it was filled with. Old, I couldn't old get over cars. the two sobs that were there. Yes, there were there two, were two sobs. Two they old sobs. Fantastic, but I'm just like, like, yeah. They're racing these sobs. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah, and I and loved it. Yeah, they were racing these sobs. So, you know, everything was everything was, and there was an old old Audi there, and everybody yeah. was having a you know having a good time. So, but you know, you go to these events and you see these cars. And people love them, but they're not something you would see at a concourse type no, show. No, and they're not worth they're anything. Per- yeah, where they're perfect, but they're fun. They're fun, and they're great to look at. And they're like, you could say, oh, I had one of those. Oh, that was great. You know, I I remember seeing that and and that kind of thing. So I mean, those are just cars that you just really enjoy, kind of looking at and yeah. and and. Just yeah. reminiscing, if you will. Exactly. But they're not perfect, and that's the great thing about those cars. So, anyway, this was a very an interesting, wonderful show. Yeah. So I'm glad we could do it this way. And and I mean, we were gonna pre-record for next week, but because um, we we're supposed to be away. Yeah. But um, okay, that's not gonna happen. So we'll be live next week. Yep. And we'll see if we're doing this over the phone and broadcasting. Uh, Live here from the second floor of King's Auto Repair. So everyone, have a lovely, lovely, lovely weekend. Please be safe out there. Listen to the governor. Um, listen, just do whatever yep. he says. Keep everybody Keep your safe. Keep social distance. Keep your social distances. And we will talk to everybody next Thursday. Good night. Thank you.